Hello everyone, welcome back to the Benicia Voice podcast. My name is Ruben and I'm the host of Benicia Voice. Uh, if you're new here, welcome, a very warm welcome with my British accent. I'm sure you've heard it. Today we have Mr. Bart Sullivan, the executive producer, and we have uh, Mr. Andy Brunt over there. He's the other executive well, producer. The less executive. The less executive producer. <laughs> less I don't executive know about that. producer. <laughs> he, he's less executive because yes. he drives a Volvo. Do I? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Amongst <laughs> other things. Yeah. Amongst other things. But yeah, uh, uh, this is the Friday edition of the podcast because at the moment, as of recording, it is Friday. Friday afternoon. We are drinking some tea. Uh, and uh, Mr. Bart is eating a biscotti over there, it looks like. It's yes. chocolate covered Give biscotti. us a crunch. So yeah, give us a crunch. Come on, give us a crunch. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> And we're testing the quality of these mics. These mics. How does it go with the tea? Excellent. <laughs> but without well, further ado, this is what we do on a Friday. And this right. is what we do. This is a Friday, little Friday podcast. Uh, and uh, the the topic of today's podcast is a message from the city manager, retiring, a retiring city manager, Mister Eric, Eric Upson. Upson. And if Eric Upson, if you're listening, we'd love to get you on the podcast at some point, and that would be great. We've uh, we've heard very good things about you as well. So, um, so uh, Andy Brown, we, we got uh, what's the message that he's said? I mean, yeah. I've heard he's he's basically spoken about um, the sort of future of Benicia itself as he sees um, it, yeah. as he sees it uh, what needs to happen as going forward. You know, as far as the long term sort of plan um, and setting out for the the long-term future really of this of this place yeah so i was quite interested in the email that i received and i'm sure all other people in the community received the same email and it was his last weekly message it was dated the 27th of february and uh in his parting words um and if you allow me a bit of advice is what he put on the email he said the city is facing some great challenges and we'll have to choose carefully what path it takes to the future it wants we have, like many cities, a growing challenge of relatively flat revenues versus mass- massively increasing costs. This city has several issues that make this challenge even more concerning, and I'll point out those challenges that he has written in his email. Number one, he said, we have a very old and unfunded infrastructure. It has taken decades to get to this place. We have not funded our roads and infrastructure properly over the years. This has created a problem that cannot be addressed with small adjustments. It needs a massive transfusion. I hate to say that, but it is real. An an impending facilities assessment later this year will likely demonstrate that even more clearly, we already know that numbers for our roads and water and wastewater infrastructure are over $100 million. The failure to pass Measure R, unfortunately, would not only set back the speed with which we can get our roads out of the poor condition, it will mean that the cost to do that will have millions of dollars added to the budget. Hang on a second, I've lost it for some reason. Hang on. Uh, millions of dollars added to it. As roads deteriorate, an increased cost to repair is not a fixed linear increase in costs, it's an exponential increase. Without addressing this, given Valero recently passed something similar to Measure R, Vallejo, sorry, not Valero. <laughs> Given Valero recently passed something Easily similar done. to Measure R, you can expect to have the worst roads in the region. So let's just talk. Let's just talk about that. I mean, I mean, there have been obviously some road improvements mm-hmm. um, made in Benicia since I've been watching it being being done, but there are clearly other areas of the town that do need 
money putting into them. And as as Eric has said, um, if you leave them too long, they deteriorate further and cost more money in the long term to repair. But I think rather than talk specifically about that necessarily at the moment is to talk about how, as you said earlier, Bart, you know, solutions. How can the city of Benicia mm-hmm. uh, address this potential huge shortfall in income um, going forward if it isn't to receive more money from the state of California, I guess, and the revenue coming in through sales tax and property tax. What are the other revenue streams in Benicia? There's sales tax, property tax, money coming in from the state. I think that's probably... Is that about it? I'd imagine, yeah. We can ask when uh, Mr. Epson, if he comes on the podcast, we can Mm -hmm. always clarify some of these or ask uh, other people. Because like I said before, and we've mentioned this on a a podcast previously, I mean, there's not really much in the way of huge uh, big box stores. Um, A lot of them are over in Vallejo. Um, So uh, but there's mainly a lot of small businesses here, Um, like small restaurants, uh, small shops, small stores which is very nice and very good. Uh, you can create, you know, create a lot of the taxes from there. Um, but, you know, we need to get some more things in. And I think the mayor's mentioned it. We've had multiple people talk about this um, on the on the podcast. And I, I completely agree. You know, we do need to expand. We can still keep that small town vibe. You know what I mean? I still think that's, that, that's possible. But you have to kind of go get with the times. You have to sort of mature. You've got to like you know well, the, let it grow but respectable growth well the difficult the difficulty i think benicia faces is that there's uh, i mean there's there's a big resistance isn't there there appears and i understand that a resistance to growth there's a resistance to adding more houses. Well, resistance to change there's really. resistance to change yeah there's a resistance to changing this downtown or quaint twenty-eight thousand uh, population city because of the detrimental effect it will have to the vibe of the, the vibe of the place. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, is that, as Eric has pointed out in his email, it is a challenge to try and get the balance right. Clearly, from what he's said, and this is what Steve Young has said, and what Terry Scott has said, and Carrie Birdseye, and Lionel, and um, and, and Christina also said Trevor, the same too. thing. Trevor. Trevor. They all talked about it on our podcast, is that there has to be a way to generate more income coming into the city to be able to afford to maintain the level of services that we have and the infrastructure. Now, I, and I think part of it, Andy and Ruben, is that um, if you look at it's, it's two sides of the equation, right? You have your income side, which we know we need, the city needs more income. There's also the expenditure side, right? What, what, you know, what, what's costing us and how can we get those expenditures lowered? It'd be cool if it could actually do things for less for less cost, right? Well, talking of that then, Bart, one yeah. thing I came up with an idea, which is, you know, we talked about this the other day. Now, Valero has an asphalt plant in, in the city. Yes. In the city limits. Now, they use the roads significantly around the industrial park. Right. Could a deal be struck between Valero and the city? To have the asphalt supplied at a at a lower, I mean, am I like just talking? Am I talking at pie in the sky? I, I here, think what or you're, is I think there what a way that yeah, it can think, be done? I think what you're saying is we need some innovative solutions for this problem for the, on the on the cost side, for example. And I think even Lionel brought this up where you could we can do specialized get monies from certain funds and do different things and, and look at maybe even re- rebidding projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of it. Is we have to look at 
those kind of situations mm-hmm. and, and kind of micro, you know, I guess you say take a microscope to them and find out where are the cost savings available. Yeah. That's one side. The income side is pretty obvious. What we're going to be yeah. doing is we're going to be trying to bring in more business and more housing, and then those things will increase taxes, and all that will be good. The idea is not only to bring in more money, but to also reduce costs as best we can. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, so, it's a two two fault approach, really, right. isn't it? Is actually looking at ways to to be more uh, cost efficient with regards to what the money is spent on, plus at the same time. Um, figuring out ways to generate more income because there definitely seemed to be a pushback against Measure R. I mean, that didn't pass. Yeah, yeah and I, I could see sort of why. And um, why was that then, Ruben? Why, in, why in a were way, people not interested people in Measure R? I think, I think at the moment it's because of the times that we're sort of in right now and they were a little bit sort of worried about an extra tax going in and dry, making things more expensive than what they are even now because we know that things are you know definitely up there right now as far as going out and getting me- a meal or going out and buying something from a store uh, and, I mean the main thing is is going out to the restaurants if the things were more and more expensive it could have a possible and it, and this was the argument like I, I don't know I, I don't um, so the I, cost of living crisis basically yeah, yeah and that but also you know paying a lot more for going out and getting a meal which would have maybe an impact on those small businesses with measure r if that was to go through and i think also people were concerned about the, the amount of trans I, I wasn't i i trust um, terry and all those people i think they're very good very good people but i'm saying people who don't necessarily know but who have now listened to the podcast they may have thought oh yeah we actually trust those people a bit more now we we know what they want to do so it might have been different but a lot of people who think they hear the word tax they hear the word extra tax and they think oh where's this money actually going to go is this going to go to somewhere that we you know that we know or is, is it, is it going to actually do something or are we just going to be paying more tax for the sake of well, i agree with tax? what you're saying is, I so, mean, so, a, so, so that's the thing and i and I, I i you know i i actually you know personally i was i was against it at the time um because i was the same thing i was like it may not be the best idea at this point uh because of the whole uh economic issues we are facing right now not just as a community but you know all over everywhere so i think a lot of people right now were against the idea of the tax going in i mean it was going to generate about five million a year wasn't it i think that's what it was they reckoned about five million dollars additional income Mm -hmm. against measure r so 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 that's a fair old chunk of money and i think vallejo already has quite a high sales tax and I mean, let's face it, I, I don't believe that there's been a lot going on there just from seeing... I mean, the roads around there are well, pretty... Th- so let's just... Well. All right, so let's, <laughs> let's... All right, let's just... Rather than staying on these these things that have happened, what, like I said, let's look at maybe ways that we can move forward and actually look at solutions and how it can be done. So one thing is to have more housing, which generates more property tax, which generates more potential income coming in, uh, through sales tax because people are using the, 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 the uh, uh, downtown more and spending more money on the retail side in Benicia. There is a shortage of housing, affordable housing, or we call accessible housing in Benicia. So that's one way, isn't it? Is to look at ways to... Bart is now back with us. He's, yeah, he, 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 um, he, went in, he went and, um, but, you know, but, but, but <laughs> you could hear him. So looking at ways to generate income... I mean, ultimately, I can just see if it doesn't happen, then I'm guessing 
homeowners or people inside, it's inevitable that everybody's going to have to pay more money. Well, I think, uh, isn't it? Well, people get kind of caught up in this, I call creeping issues, right? Like your house needs to be painted. And if you don't paint your house over the years and years and years, eventually there's some dry rot. Things get trying to snowball eventually to a point where it becomes even more expensive to repair where you were, right? Same thing here. People don't see the pipes are corroding or see what's going on uh, at the at that level. They don't know how it's, how it's going to impact them. All they know is they're getting a cost increase, right? Tax increase or whatever. And they don't realize where that money is going. Yeah, that's so, the thing. I think that's what people yes. got put off with measure with measure R, and I could completely see where. I mean, I was put off myself because I was like, I, you know, I'm already paying a lot for stuff as it is. But then downtown. again, but then I again, I don't want to be doing more, and then actually ending up discouraging people. Then it has a sort of counterproductive um, effect. Yeah, but then again, Ruben, doesn't uh, don't you aren't you in a situation where if you don't pay it now? It's going to cost twice as much, say five years down the line, because yeah, cause because as you say, to re- to off to do remedial work on a house. Let's just use this house as an example. If you maintain your house and you paint it regularly and stop the rot, then it's going right. to, you know it right. won't cost you all that money to replace the rot. Yeah, different. No, no, yeah, so, exactly. so, so I think, exactly. I think so it's about that. Yeah, I think one solution that's that's pretty clear is, is transparency. I think if people have been given Measure R, for example, and looked at the transparent, they were pretty transparent, but even more transparent. We're like, here's how we're going to reduce costs on the project. Here's how we're going to make sure we're going to spend this money wisely. I think if the community had seen a full-blown picture, and maybe they did, maybe I missed it, but if they if they didn't have that full-blown picture on both sides of the equation, then it always seems like, oh, they're raising taxes again. I got a feeling is that's exactly what happened, is it's yeah. just that both you and Ruben have just said it, is the word tax, yes. an increased tax. And because of the cost of living situation where energy yep. costs are going up, food prices are going up, it would you know, just all to do with up, yeah. the supply chain issues and to do with inflation. various different things. Well, inflation is high. You know, it's a lot higher than it has been. I mean, I'll be honest with you, inflation, uh, I mean, you know, I've seen periods of time in my lifetime where inflation has been much higher than this. Way higher, yes. Much higher. Much higher, yeah. So, you know, I think it's just a lot of people are kind of like <gasps> shock horror, but you know these these things are cyclic they do right. happen from time to time and, and, and it happens but but mm-hmm. on saying that is that as eric said in his email he, people need to pay paid more money or I, the I things cost more money now, i actually think now considering our last podcast when we had all the candidates on and you know definitely go back and listen to those uh, people who are listening um i think now it would probably go through if it was if there was a vote or a referendum on measure r I think it would actually go through, and especially if it was marketed well. Say, for example, you know, we pay an extra tax on, or, or an extra, you know, put some more money into that, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get, you know, there's some action being done and some some real benefits coming through. Maybe, like I said before, a free bus, like they have in Walnut Creek, to connect from the BART station to the shopping districts and everything. So, like the downtown that goes around yeah. the neighbourhoods, and then. Uh, you know, but completely free, and then having these really, really good improvements that people will really like. It's, um, uh, you know, Ruben, I, think uh, I think you're bringing a good point up. It's actually, it's actually, it's it's a marketing program. Yeah, it's need, marketing. Most of these type of things seem to be a marketing issue. Whether it's accessible housing, that's a marketing issue. Yep. How do you market that to this community? Because there's always going to be a contingent of people that don't want any change at all, no matter mm-hmm. what you say. They want to oh, keep yeah. it exactly. It's not going to be the perfect, right? but nothing's going to be perfect. And, and that's and, and nothing's nothing 
right person. So people that so basically we have to get to a point where the community stands behind something, even if part of the community isn't fully accepting it. It's got to move forward with the community as uh, as a whole, basically. Now there's an interesting thing on the bottom of Eric's uh, Eric's email, which says the city of Benicia survey. The city of Benicia is conducting a survey to better understand the needs of our community. Oh. For those who were selected in the random sample and received a survey in the mail, we encourage you to participate. For those who did not receive a survey in the mail, this survey is now open to the entire community. Please click the, click the link below. Can you click We'd that link? We'd love to hear from you. So what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm actually going to put that link on in the podcast description so that people can go to it. But that's, I mean, what a great idea. I mean, you know, talk to the community. Yeah. Now, I wonder how many Engage. people have actually seen that. And right. you were talking about marketing. But, you know, this is it. 28,000 people live in Benicia approximately. I wonder how many people have even know that the city of Benicia I didn't, I didn't know they had a survey <laughs> having a survey well I saw it the other day when I read it I thought well, yeah. that's a good idea and I think it's worth us talking to yeah. our listeners and saying look you know it, you, you participate in the survey be involved in it put out what you think and you know because we're all great it's great to be an armchair critici- criticizing from your armchair and say well we should do this and we can't pay more tax and da 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 but it doesn't help because I will say this as well is ask questions always ask questions and like make sure you're being you know engaging don't just like assume immediately um, and, and ask questions I mean I know this from a personal standpoint you know I'd rather most of the time you know I'm especially with my visual impairment I love it when people come and ask me questions and uh, instead of just like assuming, I've always like I always like people coming and engaging with me and asking me. And I feel like people from you know engage with your community and ask people, the members of the city council, ask them questions about this thing coming up. And then you know, and then vice versa. You know, if everyone is more engaged. Then I feel like and discussing things. I think we can always move forward with that. Well, That's know, why I'm you, doing you, this. You, you know, Reuben, uh, Reuben. One of the things that we should kind of bring up is that engagement doesn't mean you have to actually. You know, engage means you're you're discussing it, yeah, right? Exactly. Because what what happens is people, if they get constant bad news, like your water rates are going to go up or whatever's going to happen, or we need this tax, people will just go with the with the opposite. They'll say, ah. You know, I'm not going to do anything. I don't want any changes. So it makes it harder. When people get engaged, they maybe get they see things happening in a, in a positive way that will make them more you know feel good about what they're doing and engaged yeah. with. Yep. So this this particular survey, I'm just reading through it yeah. now. I mean, this asks some very good questions. I mean, you've I mean, I've just got into it straight away, and the first questions are, you know, if you're obviously do you live in the city limits of Benicia, and then the first question is, Benicia is a place to live, and you've got uh, five choices: excellent, good, fair, poor, don't know. And it goes down, Panisha is a place to work, Panisha is a place to visit. Then it carries on about overall economic health of Panisha, um, residents' connection and engagement with their community, recommend living in Panisha to someone who asks. Uh, it's all sorts of, oh, yeah. it talks about crime, it talks about safety, it talks about businesses, it talks about traffic flow, it talks about ease of walking. I mean, this is this is a very good survey that very, you very know, good. if they can get... A good response on that then you know that's going to help benicia city council see i i do, what i don't like i must admit i don't like the constant bashing 
of people on the council. Yes. That I seem to hear and read about on things like next door and stuff because those people are volunteers. They're volunteering their time to be on the city council. And they're trying to balance a lot of different opinions and people's interests and, and, yeah. interests and yeah. whatever. Yeah. And but but I mean and and a lot of it comes from what I would call armchair critics, you know, it's people that don't get off their backside and actually do something our, properly yep. don't engage properly don't go to the meetings just they just moan and whinge about the problems that they see within their own little sort of yeah they're sort of, it, my, my dad used to say it's easy to complain but hard to do mm-hmm. yeah but it's you know and it, but this is the thing it's um you know don't just assume uh and like that's the thing it's always you know i, I always say don't assume always just you know go in with an open mind on stuff like about the whole history thing because they you know well but Benicia, Benicia's, Benicia's problems are and listen to our podcast of the candidates and hear their you yeah. know hear their voices know, listen, and listen, hear them. also what you can do why don't we ask our uh, audience members to, to email us at BeniciaVoice at yahoo.com yeah. And uh, tell us what you think. Give us your opinion. Give and us we, some ideas of what you want in the future. Message me on Facebook. Yeah, and, we can, and we'll uh, bring those up to uh, in the next podcast. Yeah, you know, and we're on Facebook podcast. as well. So uh, the Benicia Voice is on Facebook. Uh, so I'm available to message if you guys have I, any I, suggestions and, you know, leave comments. And yeah. definitely, you know, like I said, we want to engage with, with you guys as much, as much as anything. I think this survey would be uh, a very good... Be interested to know the the results and what people have said on this survey. I mean, there's one here which is ease of travel by bicycle in Benicia, ease of walking in Benicia, um, well-designed neighbourhoods. I mean, a lot of this is very important for city council to understand what the residents think about the growth. And this is happening all over the America. It's happening probably all over the world in a lot of different communities. Right. You know, we are very lucky to live where we live. Very fortunate to live where we live. Um, and 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 we want to continue to be able to enjoy this nice place where we live, but it does need input and it needs money and it needs discussion, doesn't it? It needs care. Mm-hmm. It needs it needs attention. It does, yeah. And it's, it doesn't have to be like huge, huge things either. You know, like I said, I mean, we've um, you know discussed maybe we've discussed before and potentially you know, but this is the thing. Like I said, a lot of people that will sometimes maybe may not be the best for all people but at the end of the day nothing is going to be perfect nothing is always going to be well, you can't you can't, you can't make you it can't all perfect. satisfy all the people no, all the exactly. time it's yeah. as simple as that but, but on the other hand you might think oh this is actually a nice change you actually um realized oh this is actually quite cool i, I actually never thought of this before and actually now i quite like it so it's um, mm-hmm. like, say, for example, yeah. we were talking about potentially, you know, it might be cool to have if they needed some more revenue, maybe a, a store like a Sam's Club in Benicia, which would create a lot of jobs. It would create a lot of revenue. If you think about how much that's money probably, Costco that's, makes. It's probably, really probably kind of versus more likely people will probably, maybe they'll want more like a bunch of smaller stores, like a bunch of, you know, uh, vendors. Yeah, or small and, stores. And, you know, a, a small mom and pop shops, so to speak, right, in the area that are, that are kind of filling that role. The Sam's Club. Well, that, again, that that can be. That, I mean, I'm sure the answer to the survey would be. Uh, but I mean, we've got our own ideas on that. But there's clearly a need for to generate more revenue in this. Yep. In this yeah, city. and it, I mean, we and one of our podcasts we talked about having uh, different companies move in. Like you know, we have BioRed here, but yeah. companies like that that have maybe uh, they're more of the bioscience type of companies that come in that have mm-hmm. lots of revenue that way. Anyway, we'll we'll discuss that. In well, yeah, we'll discuss podcasts. that further okay. on. Um, yes. Yeah, so so, so we're. So, uh, well, 
So um, my name is Bort. Uh, why don't you give us a, southern, a Somerset accent, a farmer's accent? Right, so this is Hagrid from Harry Potter. Right then, uh, I'm Hagrid. <laughs> right there, Mr. Potter. Welcome to Benicia, California. We, uh, I'm actually from Somerset in the West Country, actually. Uh, so actually, I, I find that, you know, if everyone drove around in tractors in, in uh, Benicia, that should be all right, that wouldn't it? Would be nice. It would be quite nice. It's... Uh, Gets pretty hot in the summer, but like you know, it's uh, quite nice actually. If oh. we have a nice uh, Cornish pasty, which is a, a food item that we have in Cornwall, and a sausage roll. Do you know that Cornish pasties can only be Cornish Cornish pasties if they are made in Cornwall? Did you know that? I didn't know. That. No. So they actually Cornwall took took uh, lots of. They made a, a Cornwall in this southeast of England in the uh, peninsula, yeah. southwest of England. Sorry, and that yeah, they uh, other companies were producing what they would call Cornish pasties. Uh, which are kind of like um, meat or veggie inside a kind of like a triangular pasty yeah. thing. And, um, yeah, Cornwall, uh, I think, won the right to say that only pasties that are made in Cornwall can be called Cornish pasties. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Even though it's been years. And it, interesting, like this, though, they were so very quickly, right? <laughs> very quickly, a little history of Cornish pasties was that they were taken down the tin mines. Oh, okay. So they were cooked, baked originally for the tin for right. the workers in the tin mines in the southwest in Cornwall, and um, half of it would be savoury and half of it would be sweet. So in, within inside the same pasty, you'd have half which would be wow would be the savoury side, and then you'd turn it <laughs> when you finish that <laughs> bit, you'd have your dessert. So it'd be like apple or something and meat on and one meat, side. Isn't that interesting? That's very. That's Instead very, of having two, you know. Kind of was this. Um, it's kind of cool. That's very, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if they still make them like that. I'm sure they probably do somewhere, but um, but it's interesting. But you know, Cornwall as an example, not to. But I mean, Cornwall has struggled. It attracts some business. I used to go there on business. It's you know 300 miles from London. It's it has to. It's cheaper to live there, but there's a very big lack of jobs there it, they, they rely heavily on the tourist industry right and you know i don't know i'm mean, interesting benicia must rely on tourist trade as well yeah we'll have we'll talk we'll, we'll maybe bring mm. someone in from main street or whatever talk about tourism and uh by the way we should have one house bakery make the the conwell past yes pa- the Corn- pas- cornish, cornish pasty. pasty cornish pasty we'll ask them please make us cornish pasty yeah, they could make some- a lovely veggie one they could make a nice meat one or sausage rolls yeah but the cornish uh, pasties are delicious so, so uh, before we're we wrapping it up yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap it up before we go cornish a couple announcements uh yeah. we're going to bring up we're going to have another uh some people coming on from the benicia diversity festival oh yeah mm-hmm. that's coming april 22nd open to the public down at the marina, not the marina, it's the marina area down by the yacht club, basically, mm-hmm. the, the walk, the, the marina walkway right there by the boats, by the marina. Mm-hmm. April 22nd, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., be lots of great bands and different performers there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, I have to say, just disclaimer, that um, our, all these discussions are just our opinions. So, yes. But please, send your opinions to Benicia Voice at yahoo.com, our Facebook page, reach out to us on Twitter. We love to hear from you, and, and the main th- the main aim of this, really, like I said, is having fun, having a laugh, engaging with the community, all our own opinions, but you know, engaging you guys, and that's yeah. why I want to have this forum because it's giving the community a voice and yep. ultimately giving somewhere I'm at. You know, I've wanted to give something back here, so that's you know why I'm doing this. It's, and, um, and Ruben, and one, it's good one, fun. just one more, uh, some, some more, either English, some, something, another voice, one more, one more Hang ending on a voice. I've got something oh, to oh, go. Something for us. Hang on, what's he doing? 
There we go. I've added some little, little. Hang on, Ruben. He's added some noise. Give us a voice. All right. Hello, everybody. So, um, this is an old geezer. This is in London. Um, so, I came to Benicia and I realised there's not really any pubs around there. I don't know what to do. There's not really any London cabs. I think they need to start, you know, putting these London cabs around there. And then... <laughs> and then you're posh. You're really posh English accent. So, if you yeah, heard yeah. Professor Dumbledore off Harry Potter, the, yeah. the first Dumbledore, not the second one... Yeah. Here I need to say to the students um, of uh, Benicia, California, make sure you're going to school on time and make sure you go there, okay? Yes. This is a very posh London accent. Oh, oh goodness me. Oh, is that the time? I better go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yes, I added some little sound effects <laughs> to the... Excellent. Uh, excellent. Yes. Very good. Thank you very so much. We are going to go and uh, we're going to wrap this up and then we're going to go and have our weekends and yes. uh, we hope you have a lovely weekend. Uh, and don't get too don't get too damp in the in the rain. We have it's some gigs in Lucas, again. yeah. So uh, I, know, I know Lucas are starting their live music, so we hope that the rain holds off. For that. Yes. So uh, we hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Stay tuned, and we'll see you again in the next one. See you later, everybody. Bye bye.